I'm pushing the button. Welcome back to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love but nobody else does. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. Mine is horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action and adventure. We take turns selecting from our uh, movie, genres. movie genres. Movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give these films a second chance. This week on the podcast, who's my John's pick? <laughs> <laughs> and he has typed um, out notes. I do. <laughs> I picked uh, "Grumpy Old Men." You it's did. My Thanksgiving starting the Christmas pick. Mm-hmm. And when I picked it, I thought there was more Thanksgiving, but there's really not. They do mention Thanksgiving. There is Thanksgiving, but it is cold, so it's a wintry movie. Yes, it's, it's more of a timepiece rather than holiday pick. <laughs> Um, so the Rotten Tomatoes on this is 64 and 74. The IMDb is 7.0 out of 10. The budget was $35.1 million and it made $80.5 million. So I know what you're thinking. Well, how the hell do you get this movie in? God, I love Metacritic. 53. Yeah. 53. Um, so this is written by Mark Stephen Johnson. I know what you're going to say. What other opuses has this guy done? Love in the Villa. Love, guaranteed. Christopher Robin, the... Um, Winnie the Pooh thing. Mm-hmm. But just the story for that. He didn't come up with those characters. <laughs> no? No. That was Johnny Depp. No, that was Neverland. Anyway, and he also did a screenplay for Ghost Rider, Elektra, Daredevil, and Jack Frost. No, not that one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the worst one? You want Michael Keaton? I think that one's worse. Really? I've never seen it. Better than any fucking Frosty. He dies and turns into a snowman so he could come back and spend time with his kids. It's kind of like the one that Tony made us watch, but less scary. Mm -hmm. But more scary. No, there's no... um, There's no vegetable rape. That's terrifying. Vegetable rape is terrifying? There's lots of... There's... Okay, so there's (laughs) no vegetable rape, which is great because nobody needs that. But it is not less terrifying a a premise. (laughs) I stand by that. All right, so this is... Maybe I'll pick it and we can discuss. Maybe. So this is directed by Donald Petrie, who who directed How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, mm-hmm. Miss Congeniality, mm-hmm. Mystic Pizza, and Welcome to Mooseport. All movies I enjoy. Yeah. What are you doing in there, Knucklehead? <laughs> He's licking his balls. <laughs> All right. This is starring Jack Lemmon, and I didn't pick a lot of the movies just because mm-hmm. it's Jack Lemmon. So I did Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, Some Like It Hot, in The Apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walter Matthau, who was in The Odd Couple. Taking Fallon 123, The Fortune Cookie, Charade, most of those are starring Jack Lemon as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anne Margaret, Margaret, words are hard, mm-hmm. Made in Paris, Bye Bye Birdie, Colonel Knowledge, mm-hmm. Burgess Meredith, Clash of the Titans. Oh, he was in Clash of the Titans. Yeah, he was. Welcome back to the podcast. For Rocky. Mm-hmm. And Batman. 60s Batman. Yeah, he was the penguin. Mm-hmm. He's a good penguin. Yeah. Stop I'm it. I think about like Danny DeVito better. Maybe. Than Burgess Meredith? Yeah. Mm, it's not possible. Or um, Farrell. Farrell was good, but he was a different character. Was, I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> David Danny DeVito's was pretty different from. <laughs> yeah, Burgess he was Meredith actually too. part penguin. All right, anyway. Um, Daryl Hannah mm-hmm. from Splash, Wall Street, Kill Bill. And Roxanne. Welcome back to the podcast. I was going to say, she'd been on here before with Steel Magnolias. Steel Magnolias. Mm-hmm. Um, Blade Runner, and The Last Dominant. The weird thing about 
Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah. And she's very pretty. But is she? I guess she was just in the movies at the wrong time period because she's always in the frumpiest fucking clothes. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a couple points where um, the oh god, what is his name? The son. Jacob. Jacob is looking at her through the window, and she looks so beautiful. But then he goes to talk to her, and she's wearing, like, a turtleneck and an embroidered vest. and Like, what are you wearing? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, she looks like Frump Girl. Well, I liked her uh, in Wall Street. Mm-hmm. That's not her fault. That was just the fashion of the time, because some of that shit was... She had shoulder pads on, made her look twice as wide as she actually is. It's the That's, same in Steel Magnolias. Like, yeah. They the didn't giant hair? fit her figure either. They just put like tent dresses on her. <clears throat> yeah, and that's, we're like, here you go. It's like they're always trying to play down her, her beauty or something. Which is, it's really weird. seems very strange. Or maybe like they don't think she's pretty, <laughs> but she is pretty. All right, also uh, starring Kevin Pollock, who plays Jacob. Mm-hmm. He's from The Usual Suspect, End of mm-hmm. Days, A Few Good Men, The Whole Nine Yards. You may see some of those again soon. Willow. Welcome back to the podcast. Willow. And Willow. He Sorry. was one of the brownies. I know I'm looking at Carly because she couldn't remember. She what would those not were have known. She wouldn't have known who he was in Willow anyway. Even if <laughs> no, but we were talking about the brownies in Willow not too long ago, and you couldn't remember what they were called, and you were listing all these things that were not brownies, and we could not figure out what you were talking about. Anyway, and the funny. last person I have here is Ossie Davis from Do the Right Thing. Which um, one was the that? Client <laughs> Chuck. Chuck. No. And a movie called Bubba Hotep. He's also in a very big movie, John. You Hold better on, not remember. You better not forget. This is. I looked up Bubba Hotep. Oh, that's terrible. I've seen that. Because <laughs> it's Elvis and Black like, JFK yeah. find a mummy. And there's like, a chase scene between yeah. Elvis, JFK, and a mummy. You've never. Lots of people like that yeah, movie. They think that, it's why great. Why not have him in? Harley Davidson, the Marvel Man. That, isn't he? Isn't he I the, looked the guy at his IMDb that owns the bar? I don't think no. it was him. That's not him. That's not him. Are you sure? Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, I'm pretty sure <laughs> pretty too. Because sure. you said he was a welcome back to the podcast, and I looked at his filmography, and him? I was like, I don't think he is. Tony's like, I can't be wrong. <laughs> it's just he looked just like him. I just didn't say anything. I just let you have it. Nope. <laughs> I'm the same guy. Also, there's a sequel to this called Grumpier Old Men. Yes. Which is amazing. So, um, is it? have you seen it? <laughs> no, it's also, amazing they made a sequel to this movie. Christopher McDonald is in this as Mike. Yeah, whatever. Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love Shooter McGavin? I feel like uh, he's Gilmore. been on the podcast before because we talked about Shooter McGavin. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, so I have two reviews. Yeah, what do they say? Here's one from Quentin from May of 1994. Is that right? Where Lemon begs for our approval. Mathow... Barely bothers to perform. An odd couple, indeed. That was a 2 out of 10. Interesting. Here's one from Emilio. Emilio! And that's the only reason why I picked it. Because it's, <laughs> it's a 10 out of 10 from The January Mighty Duck Man himself. Truly a classic. One of my favorite films. It's like the odd couple movie, but the retired version. No, really. Imagine it's a continuation of the odd couple, and it will be an extra level of enjoyment. Interesting. Math and Lemon go great together. This timely classic. Also, Anne Margaret with her wit and charm. Now, I'm not going to lie. I don't oh, think he I've was ever in 61. seen The Odd Couple. Oh, Shooter really? McGavin was in 61. Uh-huh. No? Yes, he was. You... I might have seen an episode here or there on, like, Nick at Night, but I have no memories of The Odd. I know there's been remakes, but I didn't watch those either, so I don't really. Hmm. <laughs> it was one of those hugely successful things, so they just kept redoing it. It was like, no, this is going to hit. 
They still redo it all yeah. the time. They just don't call it Matthew that Perry anymore. was in the, the last redo mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. All right, so I what, remember that. It was not terrible. It wasn't was terrible. It Matthew Broderick and Matthew no. Perry? Who's Matthew no. Perry and the guy... Um, what else is that guy? I don't know. I don't know. He was in... Um, it's a guy thing. Never saw that either. All right, anyway. So what do you think going in, Carly? I thought... I've seen this before. But not since the 90s, so... The 90s? Wow. <laughs> I know she was allowed to watch movies in the 90s. I don't remember how old I was when I saw it, but I know that I was still, like, in middle or high school. The other guy was Thomas Lennon. Him, yeah. Oh, Thomas Lennon, okay. From um, Reno 911. Yeah. What did you think? Tony! I had never seen this before. And... Really? It's your turn. Yeah. <laughs> you only thought I've seen it? Yeah, I never saw it. Okay. I was like, I'll watch this. Take us home, my lane. I said, oh, I just watched this like two or three weeks ago. Mm. I think they were on TV when... It was free on something, and I watched it not that long ago, but it's not free now because now it's on Showtime. I think maybe it did a run on HBO because I watched it on TV, and now it's on Showtime, so I had to pull out the DVD. Because you didn't think to go to Voodoo where we have it digitally? What did we watch? I pulled out the DVD. I didn't know we had it on Voodoo. I don't know. We watched it on something for free. We also had the second one... For streaming purposes later on. Well, we also have it on DVD. (laughs) You think we have it on DVD? I hear that's what I hear. It's a rumor. Word on the street. I didn't know we had it confirmed. It's currently in the DVD player in the bedroom. Because I watched it right after that other movie, which I can only see on Voodoo. Uh, I bet all of our friends out there are happy to know where we keep our copy of Grumpy Old Men. Ken, if you're ever in town, go ahead, that's where it is. (laughs) Well, I need to put it back in the DVD case, but... Oh, Paramount Plus. That's where we watched that. Oh, yeah, it was on Paramount Plus. And I was like, do we have that? And Tony's like, it's yeah. in a couple places. Jeez. But it's only free in like two. Yeah. All right, so the movie opens to... It's free in my house. We're having a heat wave. DVD. And we see it has snowed its ass off in lovely Wabashaw. It's a nice I little town. We get some local snow. shots of a town. It gives us a feeling of where we are and what we're going to see. Did you just yell at me? Because yes. I said I Because I was in the middle of a sentence and you talk over me. <laughs> I was talking under you because you kept getting louder, so you were over me. You're so over me? clearly I was talking under you. When were you under, under me? From friends? I know. Yeah. We all know. <laughs> it was before I met Julie. 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 The kick in the crotch. Fun. Anyway, so a tax man is knocking on the door. He wants to talk to John about something important. Just then, we see John escaping out of his window. Now, why does John come out the window? Just don't answer the door. They're not coming in. Mm-mm. But anyway, Mm-mm. the tax man puts a letter in the slot and tells him to read it. As John escapes, he runs into Max, who wants to know who the man was at his door. And he calls him a moron. Mm-hmm. And John, Max calls him a putz. Uh, Max starts to sing, we're having a heat wave. And we see that someone is moving to the old Clickner place. Mm-hmm. Giant truck opens up, and they're unpacking that thing quick. Yeah. So the tax man... Well, it's walk- cold outside. It is. The tax man walks up to our heroes and asks if they know John Gustafson. Now, Max says, Gustafson? Oh, he's crazy. The man's a menace. He goes to those clubs where the men take their clothes off. And then he goes on about a bunch of things. And that's only if he's taking his medication. The man's a menace to society. But have you seen him? Oh, no, 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 Gustafson. I haven't seen no Gustafson. So then the man says, my name is Snyder. Uh, gives his card. He's going to give it to Max, but John takes it and says, okay, well, if you find him, you give me a call. Just then we see more unpacking of Ariel's trailer. And the best thing here is a picture of Jesus comes out and John says, Jesus, and points at it. Because mm-hmm. it's actually Jesus. Mm-hmm. Amazing. 
<laughs> um, John goes home, picks up his letter from the tax man, and learns he has 30 days until, I guess, they're seizing his house. He sits at the piano and plays for a little while. Back at Max's place, he's eating something with a spoon. Oatmeal, cereal, soup. We don't know. Tuna fish, we don't know. <laughs> Could have been peppermint bark, for all we know. No, you don't need that with a spoon. You don't want to. Because it's... It doesn't scoop. Well. <laughs> we'll have to try that later. All right, so. I'll try it right now. No, nope, it doesn't scoop. Shush. We hear that it isn't even Thanksgiving yet, and they're getting another six inches of snow. And the forecast is snow, snow, and more snow coming to the area. I'm like, where the hell is Wabashaw that they're getting this kind of snow in, in November? It's in Minnesota. I know it's, Min- it's got to be at the very top of Minnesota. No, it doesn't. Where's, where it in, could be anywhere in Minnesota. Where in Wa- where's Wabashaw in Minnesota? I, I have no idea, idea if that's even a real place. <laughs> but it could be anywhere in Minnesota. And there's just no way to find out. I'm not. Took my like phone he's away. I just, it's next to you. <laughs> now I'm taking your phone away. No, give it back. Nope, what sorry. I you lied to our friends, and now you must suffer the consequences. Hold on. This just in. Tony's phone is taking a while to load. Are you not on the Wi-Fi, man? Minnesota. Wabash. Right in the middle. So, it's cold. It's cold. I wish we had snow. Um. I don't want a lot of snow, though. Oh, no, actually, it's in the northern. The northern part? It doesn't. northern east. I mean, New York got... It's higher um, latitude than Buffalo, and they got, like, 17,000 feet this week. 17,000 feet? 17,000 feet, yeah. Of snow? Airplanes can't fly over it. 17,000 feet. Like, they're all dead. (laughs) That is How long did it take for that much snow to to land? Because whatever's on... In Buffalo is no longer in Buffalo. That's all crushed. <laughs> all right, so anyway, John goes back to his house and he plays chess alone and then he goes to bed. He's woken up at 1.44 in the morning by some dipshit who's driving a snowmobile up and down the street, yelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see that that Yay! asshole neighbor is, uh, that asshole is his new neighbor. And she takes off her helmet and Max and John were both looking out the window and they're very impressed with her assets. You can tell it was a woman even before she took off her helmet. Because dudes don't ride snow, snowmobiles in the middle of the night in lilac uh, snowmobile outfits. Even in the 90s. And mm. it is a very... The 80s just happened. And like very yeah. of the time snowsuit that yes. has the like elastic it in waist. the middle. Yeah. Like she's, it's clearly a woman. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next morning, the boys are going out fishing. And they argue again. Max, Max asked John if he's seen uh, that new neighbor on her snowmobile. She's a menace. Then they compare notes on recently deceased people. You know, how do you want to die? I hear so-and-so had a heart attack. One guy got in a car accident and got thrown out. Mm-hmm. Um, they both agree on Max's son is going to be would be a good mayor for Wabashaw. Then Ariel comes by, doesn't say shit to the guys, and gets in her Jeep and drives away. At Chuck's well, maybe she wasn't ready to talk to her neighbors. She hadn't stolen their mail yet. <laughs> Which is a great way to meet somebody. At Chuck's bait shop, John picks up some beer and some worms. And he gets wax worms and it's 75 cents. And he's like, oh, geez, you could retire in Florida for what you pay, charge me in worms. That's a lot of worms. <laughs> Supply and demand. We don't know how many worms he got for his 75 cents either. That's right. Um, John drives down the lake. Now, it's not even Thanksgiving. These guys are ice fishing. 
Yeah. How cold is it? And how cold has it been in Minnesota that they're yeah. driving like, out on the ice into shanties? I just pulled up what their current weather is, <clears throat> and today it's fifty. <laughs> they're falling through the ice. <laughs> but you know, maybe they're having a warm spell. They're having a heat wave. It might have been thirty. Maybe they, they are having a heat wave. <laughs> it's that old global warming. John meets up with his father, who never gets a name in this, but in the next movie he says, I'm Gustafson. John Gustafson. So he's John Senior. Mm -hmm. We still call him Grandpa Gustafson in this, though. We call him Pop. Well, just the one John does. (laughs) They talk about the new woman moving into the Clickner place, and he asks, have you mounted her? Why not? she got big thighs. If I was a young guy like you, I'd be mounting every woman in Wabasha. It's a great line. Now everybody has these nice I brought shacks But shanties That's because they're shanties They're ice shanties Yes That they fish in Max has TV John has a record player They have fucking cable And electric in these things <laughs> That's because During the summer They're probably Like stored in a shed And I imagine That it's a bunny ears situation They slow power <laughs> They <huh>? slow power <laughs> yeah, Well it's shanty town Yeah they probably Pay to have power Line out there Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think those little shanties are drawing that much power. Yeah. <laughs> Might have generators. Yeah. Everyone has a nice looking shanty and they fish. Max is, t- oh, I already said that. Uh, mm-hmm. Back at home, John only has two fish on his little fish hooky thing. And they're not very big fish. Max shows up and says, I caught my limit. And he's got his little dice fish. Nine or ten. Yeah. Bigger the green fish. hornet strikes again. That's right. That's what he calls his fishing pole. That's With, it's a, it has a duck on it's it. It's got a mallard. Which is a duck. Yes, but it's the specific duck, the mallard, which is on his... All right, quit quacking about. Quack, 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 what the duck's worth. All right, so John decides to take one of his two fish... And also takes it... place in Minnesota. Yes, and puts it in the back of Max's truck. Because Max makes fun um, So here's the hard part, is if you threw that fish in the backseat of his truck... I don't think it would smell. It would just breathe. Yeah. <laughs> because, not for a long time. Out of this 20 degrees. Like, it's, like come it's snowing spring. every day. <laughs> come spring, I, I think you're going to start smelling it. Yeah. It, it would have to be. It's it going to be, be July while. before that thing starts to smell because this thing's going to be frozen solid. Yeah. It would be a while before it starts. Yeah. Every day they have to dig out their cars. Every day. Yeah. <laughs> like that's one of those kind of issues. You're like, wait a minute, is it only cold outside of this vehicle? He only Does drives he have the heat on to constantly? and from yeah. Shantytown. So I don't think it's getting that hot. No. So at 1.30 in the morning, John's asleep and hears a knocking, a gentle, gentle tapping, as if someone's rapping, rapping at his chamber door. He says, oh no, they've well, come for me. House who knocks on your door at 1 o'clock at night? 1.30. Somebody who also, for some reason, is out snowmobiling at 1 in the morning. 144. Well, this woman has no consideration for her neighbors whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, but that's, I There's mean. There's a word for her and it rhymes with itch. <laughs> Look, snowmobiling in the middle of the night if you can't sleep is one thing, but actually... Mm-hmm. But at least, no, yes, it's loud and it woke up her neighbors, but at least that is just an activity she's doing by herself. She could just be that kind of inconsiderate person that doesn't realize how loud that is. But she's deliberately going and waking him the fuck up in the middle of the night. Well, he tries to escape and falls off of his roof and lands on his back, which probably would kill him. She saw the light. He wasn't actually asleep. She does say, I saw the light. Because it's unfathomable that he fell asleep with the light on, which is actually what happened. Okay. <laughs> he fell asleep because he had a book on his chest. So he had yeah. a light on, he was reading a book, fell asleep. She decides, I don't care. Must I'm not, not be a very good book. There's a light. Every once in a while I'll read till I fall asleep. But, and it's because I don't want to put the book down. And eventually I just 
end up asleep. Sometimes <laughs> I, I tried so, it. I tried no, to stay they're, up they're, and keep reading. This gets better. So at 1.30 in the morning, she knocks the door and asks to use his fucking bathroom. Is something wrong with your toilet? Nope. I just want to look in your bathroom. I just at 1.30 in the morning. to use yours? I you want to kick think, a bitch down a flight of stairs. You know whose bathroom I don't want to use? John the Gustafson? single guy who, the, the 60-year-old single dude across the street. There's no telling what kind of shape is there is in that bathroom. And I've cleaned a lot of old men's, like, widow yeah. old men's bathrooms. And they're not gross, typically. No. But they're they're so, like, everything was decorated when their wife was alive and nothing's been changed in 25 years. <laughs> no. And everything's just kind of, like... Stiff and stuck there. Yeah. <laughs> that hairbrush hasn't moved since his wife died, and he's the like, "I don't use it." Don't blow in the breeze They're anymore. All yellow. You know, like... God forbid they smoke. Anyway, then it's got that nicotine residue so on it. So he asked her to use the, you know, the guest bathroom, and she's like, "Nope, I want to use your bathroom. That way, I could put you a profile on you." I'd be like, "Get out! Get out!" But as Get we, out. as we, as we've said before. He's kind of into it. <laughs> well, I mean... Which changes that. If you're into it, you can get away with anything. Like, if you just stick your head in between someone's arm and just say... I feel me. like if you're this it. is the kind of hotness that gets you, like... So she's been a hot lady her entire life. So yes. she's used to getting whatever she wants. Yeah. Well, but I don't think... But this is the kind of thing that hotness will Barbara get you. Mm-hmm. You'll go... You wake up a man at 1 o'clock in the morning and you're hot. And so then he doesn't quite know what's happening. Booty call. Especially if he's old and lonely. And it's one of those things. The only thing open that late is jail and legs. hot ladies could do. No, not hot dudes could not do that. No! That's called women privilege. And I think it makes... You do that to a girl, you get them going to jail. I think it makes a difference that they're older. Like, this was not... This is not the same situation that would happen if he was 35 and she was 22. And he had to go to work in the morning. Yeah, like... But he might be willing to sacrifice. Fuck you. Maybe. Like I mean, if it was a 22 year old Aunt Margaret, he'd be out with it. I mean, I'm just saying that it doesn't seem like sometimes where hot girls get stuff and you're just <laughs> like, this is no guy would actually let that happen. This is more of a realistic hot girl get stuff. Yeah. Um, Still, I so she comes out of the bathroom that. and he says, Well, what do you say? She says, Fascinating. <laughs> she asks, um, It wasn't time they finally meet. And she says, She took some of his mail. And he says, That's a federal offense. She says, Yes, I know. Sometimes you have to go a long way to get back uh, short way properly. Don't you love that? I've always loved that saying. And I'm thinking, yeah, she, he better be, you know, into, the, into her or she's going to jail. But anyway. She's tipping the crazy hot scale for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, she's, she needs to be super hot to be this crazy. So she says that she's noticed that him and Max have both been watching her. She gives him his mail and assumes that he's not married for the state of his bathroom. <laughs> I mean, Carly gave him... Really good explanation you on that stuff. So you could tell. Well, you know, the other way you could tell he wasn't married? Stranger knocks on the door at 1 o'clock in the morning. At this point, I would be out of bed going, what's happening down there? And especially if you had a woman's voice, she'd be out there. Who are you? Why the fuck are you in my house? Like, I'm not getting up at 1.30. I'm, but if you don't come back to bed within a minute of checking on the door, I'm getting up. <laughs> Looking out the door going, what is happening? <laughs> So then she asks if he's gay. And he's like, what? Heterosexual or homosexual? She tells him, okay, well, you know, don't be a stranger, neighbor. And she looks over at his chessboard. And then he immediately says, she's like, do you want me to leave? And he's like, no, yeah, yeah, I need you to leave. (laughs) And then she gives him a chess move and leaves. So he immediately goes to the board and moves the chess piece. (laughs) 
Is that my phone? What is that? It's Tech Nine Collabs. Why is that playing on my phone? Is there a ghost in my phone? <laughs> all right, all right, Can you play right. that for you watch or something? No, I don't know what you're talking about. It's, well, it's been playing. Can I have it? No. Can I? <laughs> Why did that start playing? Where? What's open? What'd you do when you moved my phone? <laughs> Anywho. At the drugstore the next day, Max and John compare pains. I don't even know where that came from. My lumbago. So your lumbago is is nothing. When I had like shingles. My iTunes isn't even open. <laughs> I don't even know Sciatica where and all these old mm -hmm. man things yep. that, that they are comparing. Ariel comes uh, in. Hey, no, our son had lumbago at like 16, so. Yeah. So uh, Ariel comes in, introduces herself, and gives Max his mail. But she doesn't say, I took it. She says, they accidentally delivered it to my house. And John's like, what the fuck? You didn't give me a decent lie. <laughs> well, it was 1 o'clock in the morning. He was sleepy. Mm-hmm. One thirty. So she picks up her new herbal teas all the way out from California. That's how you know they're good. Um, at Back at his home, John is... Is this where she says, like, there's nothing like the smell of tea tree? Mm -hmm. And I was like, actually... I hate the smell of tea tree. I like the smell of tea tree. <laughs> we had to put it on Lucy's ear at one point. Mm -hmm. I don't know. She had some some reason that we had to put it on or in her ear. And then at one point, the cat, one of her cats, we had to put tea tree. It on heals it. really fast. I and put, it was like, oh, oh my god, that's so strong. It's really, it's good for acne. I put it on like, I put it along my jawline because like my earrings and my hair make my jaw break out. Mm -hmm. All right, now we've all caught up on the uses of tea tree. At home, John is selling his old piano. His daughter Melanie and his, and her, and his granddaughter, fuck, that was hard to say, show up. Mm -hmm. And Melanie asks him about, uh, hey, what are you doing with the TV? Oh, that's just old firewood. I never even played the thing, but we know he played it earlier. What are He's you doing with problems. the TV? No. What are you doing with the piano? That's what I said. That's not what And Melanie saying. tells him that her and Mike are separating. She tells, he, she tells him that, you know, he'll be fine. She'll be fine. He's like, well, whatever. Hey, I never liked him anyway. Like, it just dawns on him. I don't even like your husband. This is good. Um, so just then, we hear Ariel coming out of her sauna, yelling and making a complete jackass out of herself. <laughs> Goes into the front yard, rolling around in the snow, yelling, throwing stuff in the air, like, hey, everybody in the world, look at me. I need all the attention. She's just living her life, and she doesn't give a fuck. Nope. I think she wants all the attention. Yep. What's the first thing she does after making all that noise? Looks directly at John's house and says hi. She Knowing sees them. yelling this much is going to get attention. She's an attention getter. I feel like I she just her. doesn't give a fuck anymore. No. Her husband's dead. No. She's she just living wants her life. attention. That's why she's doing it. I don't think so. Yes. This is a look at me moment. That's what you think. But I, as a woman, think that she's just trying to live her life. She doesn't care if you're paying attention to her. She's just going to do what you want. But you think that women can only be like this if they want attention. Not Annoying? Just... Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, this is having an adverse effect. All right, so Melanie is curious about who this woman is, and, and John's like, oh, well, I don't know. And she's like, hi. Says, well, she knows you. And he's like, oh, well, about that. <laughs> so at night, John is getting ready to check his lotto numbers. Mm -hmm. Max is at his place. Jacob comes over to drop up a sign. He's running for mayor. Mm -hmm. And Max tries to get his son Jacob to come in, to hang out, have a little drink. Just a little drink. A little drink. Mm -hmm. no, ooh, what? And then his alarm goes up. Hold on a minute. I got to do this. Don't you leave yet. Grabs his remote, and just as the lot of numbers are coming up, he changes the channel in John's house. This is a very good joke. And he does it every time another number's coming. Mm -hmm. This is a good joke. 
This is a good prank. <laughs> I support this. Uh, Jacob tells his father, hey, grow up. You need to stop this crap. And he opens the window and yells, hey, John. <laughs> and then he's like, dad, get to the window and talk to him. So as Max gets to the window, John is outside with the hose and hoses him off. <laughs> Jacob looks at his father and is like, that's also a good prank. Sorry, dude. Also a good prank. Jacob leaves. As Jacob leaves, he goes to his front door, his father's front door, and finds John spraying the snow on top of, of Max's house. And says, what are you doing? He's like, oh, hey, don't worry about this, Jacob. It's just between me and your dad. He says, don't tell anything. He goes, I won't say anything if you put one of these signs in your yard. So John looks at it and goes, I'd be proud to. And then keeps on spraying. Remember, I won't tell you that. I don't think I'd tell my dad. <laughs> like, no, I want to see how this plays out. Uh, so the next day, Max asks Dickhead if he won the lottery. Uh, the snow trick does not work, and Max yells at him, you got to use hot water. You'll never get me. And John throws snow at his car. Max jumps in his truck and drives away and says, up yours, Gustafson. And now it's what? A day later, mm -hmm. and P.U., that truck smells. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're shoveling snow to they can get out, which means it snowed its ass off again. Yeah. <laughs> P.U. What is that smell? And this makes him a menace on the road. He's not paying attention because he's trying to find Jeez. out what that smell is. His car is very dirty in there. It is. Like my car when I drove for custom made. Yes, and it my is. My car still. <laughs> <laughs> my new car is very clean in there. I need to vacuum it out, though. The best way in my car is it can't get that messy. There's not that much room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Max goes to Chuck's, and he's talking about Ariel, the new neighbor. She's alone and hot to trot. No one ever describes anybody as hot to trot anymore. I think we need to bring this one back. What do you think, Carly? <laughs> is there someone you'd like to describe as hot to trot? I don't know anybody who's hot to trot. I don't. Not... Maybe that's the problem. We don't know women who are hot to trot anymore. As a recently I divorced mean, woman would you, might be hot to trot. Would you describe a man as hot to trot or only a lady? Actually, I think oh. I'd be more likely to describe a man as hot to trot personally. But we've generally just oh my accepted God. Is, that all people are at some points in time hot to trot. <laughs> is Joe hot to trot? <laughs> Tony's like, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> Tony, as the person who's known him the longest, you're going to have to answer You're his best bro. Mm -hmm. um, who's is known him a lot Joe longer? Is Joe hot to trot? Who knew in I middle mean, school? I mean, maybe. He's separated. <laughs> he's single. Okay, when we play Demio with Joe next, you got to ask him, hey, Joe, are you, are you hot, hot to, to trot? trot? <laughs> So John oh, comes wow. in and he's like, oh, yeah, 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 the new neighbor. Oh, yeah, she came over last night at 1.30 in the morning. You're like, what? Why would a woman come over in 1.30 to see you? And he goes, why do you think, moron? He's in, in, in you know, Matthew has some seriously dark hair for somebody that's 75. Yeah. You think he dyes it or do you think he just didn't go gray? I think he gray? dyes it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't have jet black hair at 75. No, but some people just, just don't go gray. Actually. Really? Yeah. Um, actually. My dad is in his... 75? He's No, he's 70... How old am I? I'm 42. He's 72. He's 30 years older than me. And his hair is still almost completely black. Is it almost completely black or is it jet black? Like he's he just got, got, a plane he's got very little gray. And well, he doesn't die. Like, Matthew has zero gray. I, I also want to know what the insurance premiums are. For when your two main actors are seventy and seventy-five, and they walk around and ice the whole movie, <laughs> <laughs> might be a bit. 
So the thirty-five point one million, they only spent five point one million. <laughs> <laughs> it was in uh, EMTs on standby. Well, those were real houses that are that are in the town. I mean, it looked like real in. snow to me. I mean, it didn't look like they faked out on any of this stuff. So oh, I Max feel like tells in the trivia John it said something about somebody getting injured. Now, oh, I bet. Going to the trivia. To the trivia. Max and John. Max tells John, "Women and fish, you can never catch." John retorts by saying, "I've laid more pipe in this town than Wabashaw plumbing," which is which is John's on the short list for my favorite line. line. That's just one of his favorite lines of life. Mm-hmm. We use it a lot in this house. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chuck calls them both out on their bullshit. And Max calls Chuck a regular Don Juan, because the ladies Don Juan anything to do with you. Oh. After filming this movie in Minnesota in freezing temperatures, Walter Matthau was hospitalized with a double pneumonia. Jesus. How do you get double pneumonia? Both isn't lungs. it still Both just... lungs, yeah. I was going to say, isn't it just still just pneumonia? That sucks, man. That could have killed him. Yeah. Let's see. The hair dye. Jet black. <laughs> he might just not have gone gray. They, uh, so they both invite Chuck over for Thanksgiving, but he says, them boys at the VFW will always expect me. And they're like, well, oh, yeah, 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 I forgot. Okay, no problem. Um, so now John leaves, and Max asks Chuck, hey, do I stink? And you hear John outside, yes! And Chuck looks at him and, like, trying to laugh and goes, yup. <laughs> uh, so back at the car, Max looks and finds the dead fish, and he throws it at John as John drives away. So we're in the shanty. Max has his green hornet. And he's not holding it. He has it put down. The three of you are on your phones right now. This is- I'm checking Walter Mouthhouse hair. It's important. <laughs> I was checking to see if anybody injured was injured in the slip and fall, but just the double pneumonia. I'm wondering why I'm getting through my notes. I look up and you're all on your phones. Are you complaining? Because That's why I got through that last two paragraphs. I'm sorry. And interrupted. You're that complaining was because we d- we're not interrupting you? I'm just not used to it. Usually I get through a half a line before you say something. Well, I got through okay. two paragraphs you didn't mm-hmm. mention. I will say this. We were wa- after the movie. It just started playing, I guess, during the credits or after the credits, mm-hmm. like bloopers or outtakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's part of the credits. And one of them, he said, "If I knew there was nudity in this movie, I would ask for another million. <laughs> and that was Walter Matthau. Walter mm-hmm. Matthau. So in the shack, um, he's not really paying attention, and the green hornet gets sucked away by a fish. We assume it's a fish. Could be a chupacabra. Mm-hmm. Could be a yeti." But that sounds like something you would say about a completely different movie. <laughs> so he cries out, and John and his dad are outside picking up smokes and coffee. Mm-hmm. Max is out there swinging an axe, and he's, what the hell's wrong with him? You had to drill through this ice to start fishing. Mm-hmm. What makes you think you and that axe out in the hallway, or in the walkway, are going to gives up. The best part of this whole scene is when he gives up. Because he takes like, and he's an old man, so he takes like six swings at the ice, <laughs> and he can't do it. And then he's so hunched over as he walks back to his shanty. It's just this beautiful portrayal of exhaustion and, you know, inability and depression. So we cut to Jacob and Melanie, who has a, Jacob's helping Melanie with her groceries. She tells him that, hey, I always knew you had a crush on me. Uh, uh, I knew that you'd be looking at me through the window with your dad's binoculars. And he goes, I did not. He goes, why do you think I left it open just enough? I thought I was lucky. I did it just to torture you. He's like, oh, well. That's gross. I don't need to hear about... Uh, she did it because it made her feel good yeah, about Yeah, I know. I, but I don't need to, to hear... Him. I don't need to hear about her encouraging his peeping Tominisms. As <laughs> teen, you know. 
It is now. <laughs> I like it though. Look it up after Peeping Tomatism. Did you, did, did you find, find out? out anything? It said that he, we need to know. It said that according to my in-depth research mm-hmm. of five seconds, it says that he did not go gray and did and didn't uh, go, die. He didn't die. However, See? when he was very older, he may have worn a toupee. Oh, that, that was black. But his okay. natural hair didn't go gray. Well, see, so, it was go. a yak's wig the well, whole time. A yak's wig. <laughs> it looked like a yak's wig. Well, that. Well, was it yak's wig? <laughs> it might have been. It looked like gorilla wig. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm like, can you cut your hair, old man? There's no, there is no toupee so quality that does not look like a yak's wig. And your toupee has fooled no one, old man with the toupee. <laughs> Public services announcements to all the old men with toupees who listen I to buy our a toupee podcast. Now. Same with lip filler. I want to buy a toupee and just wear it one day and see if anybody says anything. Lip filler makes your lips look so weird. You look bad, women. Really bad. I don't. I, I. If you like it, good for you. But I and bangs. Well, I have we'll yet to, to see that. that yes, <laughs> I have yet to see that look good. And bangs. Like we'll bangs. get to that. But we'll talk about He's that later. He's mentioned this before. And <laughs> bangs. Not, hold up. No, let's focus on. This our, is bangs. No, let's focus. No, this is bangs. Let's. Can I we, have bangs. No, can we focus on bangs good. later? Can we focus on John coming out? Bang, They'll bang, be coming up. Bangity bang. Is that a bang? Bang bangity bang. A bang bang bang. Damn it, she knows I can't not help <laughs> Should I only call it fringe? I'm going to come out and grab People have started calling it later. fringe, which is what they call it in the UK, but now Americans are starting to refer to it as fringe. But bangs is funner. <laughs> what about served with a fringe on top? That's a good song. Should I do Oklahoma as my next pick? No. Um, oh, okay. Oklahoma. Where the wind Do you want me to have another musical plane. in there? Tony did. Do you want? I, do you I want? Do you want another musical yeah, in here? Which, Tony was, told me the premise, and I was like, "That movie sounds delightful." It's, <laughs> it's basically what's it called? A girl goes home, or a girl's home for the holidays at Christmas time, and zombies attack. Mm-hmm. And it's a musical. But it's a musical. And I'm like, <laughs> "What about that kind of this, has what? To, this has to be what good." What is it called? It's it called. Fantastic. It's called Anna and the Apocalypse, and I mm-hmm. almost just picked it, but I was like. Let me try this out real quick. And I watched it and it was absolutely terrible. So I was like, fuck. That, are the songs good? No, no that's why. Oh, wow. If any of the movie, if, if one song was good, we'd be doing that. I was like, how, how is a musical about it's on, a like, zombie Tubi. It's on Tubi or not something. a delight. <laughs> that is a Tubi or Voodoo for free or whatever. It was terrible. <laughs> so anyway, John comes out and tells Jacob that Melanie's getting a divorce. And they talk about the new neighbor for a little bit. And... She keeps odd hours, you see. She's a strange bird. She is strange. And then Jacob, and then he tells Jacob that he hasn't had sex in 15 years. It's kind of a weird thing to just tell your friend's son. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I'm, lots of old people have no filters. Mm-hmm. Also, they are... Oh, I'm going to be a great old man. all <laughs> adults. It's not like... Yes, mm-hmm. true. It's not like Jacob is six. If one of my... He's 40. My parents don't really have friends like that in the same sense that these guys are friends but if one of the if my mom's co-workers made a weird comment to me i would just be like hey y'all were drinking tonight or something <laughs> but i wouldn't be like how dare you say <laughs> so at thanksgiving meal um melanie calls out her father for staring at ariel's house and he tells her oh no 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 no, no, no. see there's squirrels over there squirrels I'm looking at the squirrels. And she's like... say that constantly, yeah. that they're looking at squirrels. Well, mm-hmm. I gotta tell you what. If this was old man Ken or old lady Audra, I'd 100% believe that. <laughs> There's that. Well, they some people are out their obs- back door. Some people... They have a squirrel got in their house. tables on their trees for squirrels. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so she tells her father, hey, you're a good-looking, 
successful man with a great pension. You have a lot to offer her. And he's like, I don't have shit to offer her. Over at Max's house, he's looking out the window too. Just then we see Chuck who gets out of his car. He's got flowers and some wine. Chuck is supposed to be at the VFW. No, it's not. It's not. Chuck is supposed to be at the VFW. And we could we do those one of those things where we cut back and forth where they're saying one line but two mm-hmm. different people. That's, yeah. It's lots of fun. He is at the VFW, the very fine woman's house. Whoa! I will say, though, that his daughter, Gustafson, John's daughter, uh-huh. and she's like, you have Melanie. a good pension and a nice... It's a nice house. There's a lot of very beautiful woodwork in that house. The house is probably paid for. <laughs> They're going to seize it. So, so Grandpa... Well, that's why they're, you know, they're going to sell it and pay off his debt, and yeah. then he'll have... He'll have a little bit of extra. So the a Grandpa little. tells John, looks like Chuck's taking old one eye to the optometrist, which is another one of my favorite <clears throat> lines. It's up there. I know, it's going to be tough. Uh, next day, John and Max rush over to, the, to Chuck's place to ask how Thanksgiving went and how worth the turkey over at the VFW. The turkey, turkey was, was very fine. <laughs> then they grill him about what happened. They said, we saw you go over to Ariel's. And he's like, hey, it could have been either one of you if you had ever just asked her. And they're like, oh, well, how was it? And he's like, we did not have sex. So then like any... He had a spiritual... So like him. any two dudes who's grilling another, they make jokes at his expense. Couldn't get it up. Couldn't get it up. Oh, the, the body was willing, but the flesh wasn't. Huh? No lead in his pencil. Mm-hmm. Which... I would do that. I would I would make jokes. You would have no lead in your pencil? No, I would make jokes to somebody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to give my friend shit. I do it now. Well, you should ask... I mean, please ask Joe if he's hot to trot. <laughs> he's cold and old, okay? I need to know if he's hot to trot. Nope, he's cold and old. You know what he did for Thanksgiving? He had hot pockets. That's that might sad. be true. I don't know. I don't... I hope not. <laughs> hot pockets. All right, so then we get a montage to I, of I'm Too Sexy as Max and John doll themselves up to go over to Ariel's house. And Max uh, beats John to the punch and gets to Ariel's house. And he looks, th- uh, John sees this and goes, shit. He actually says shit. And now he knows he's got to cover his ass. Does he like GoBots? He does like GoBots. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Max is inside and he's looking through uh, Ariel's stuff and we see, hey, someone took the guts out of your TV. She has all this artwork. I love this TV. I think it's very cool. It's like an aquarium. Or you could do that. Or if you a go diorama. get an old TV, you can just take the guts out. And, and when am offers, I going to get an old TV? I don't know. It's probably really expensive to get one of those now because you just can't find them. <laughs> we better. had a couple of them when Tony first bought the house. That's they true. were the, both those like record player giant ones. <laughs> yeah, those would have been a great. You should have made an aquarium out of those, Tony. Where were they? Or not? <laughs> it would. You know what? It would have been for them. It would have been a great cat house. Would have been a house. cat house. Mm. Like a, yeah, you put a sm- pet. You put a bed in there. We, we need more yet. stuff dedicated to cats <laughs> in the house. We have like eight things now. They well, you you were a cat you sure? lady. I'm not. Or you're a cat gentleman. There, that's better. <laughs> Catman. Like that. Oh, man, I want to make like. I kind of want to say there's got to be a, a joke about like Pussy Man, but, uh, but that's gross. But there's got to be like. It wouldn't be if it was you. <laughs> got a lot of pussy. Yeah. Cats. Okay. Cats. 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 <laughs> got too. 
that too. Anyway, so um, now Max goes into another room and finds a statue of, of um, her dead husband. And she tells him, hey... Oh, he hated posing for that. And he's like, oh, yeah, I bet. Elaine's going to have one of these when I die. She's going to have a, a I'm going to have a giant statue of Irving? No, a bee. <laughs> Doing the Captain Morgan. You'll be like, that's John. Did you meet him? You met John? <laughs> yes. I'll be like, I don't go in that room. <laughs> I'm not, I don't need a giant naked statue. I mean, I would take that giant naked statue of Irving. Why do you want to try and take an statue of Irving? It's a cool statue. Oh, you want one of Irving, but not of me? Okay, I see it. Just fuck off. I just want the real you. Are uh-huh. you going to pose for that? Who's no. going to do it? Because uh-huh. Elaine's not making that sculpture. Yeah, oh, yeah. Can you see me sculpting you? I retired sculpting. So. <laughs> well, right. The most artistic person in our group is Tony, and I don't think he wants to. I'm good. And that thing was huge. Yeah, <laughs> and she's not talking about the statue. How'd you chat? Tony, you have to see your Franken bean. Hard as a rock. <laughs> All right, so they talk about their hobbies, and Max invites her to go fishing with her in his shack the next day. Um, so next day, they are, in fact, fishing, and Ariel has fish, but she's having a hard time reeling it in. And, of course, she yells a lot. She's being very so loud. It sounds like they're doing what the kids call the hibbity-dibbity. It sounds like that. she's reeling in his tallywhacker, but she's really reeling in a fish. Mm-hmm. And finally, she gets the fish out, and it's a monster. So as the fish is suffocating, she says how magnificent it is and pets it like it's a dog. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And she, Max wants to, take a pit, wants to take it home and hang on his wall. She refuses. She has to let the fish go back. All right, so if you're not going to kill it and eat it, put it in the water. Don't hold it. Now you're just fucking with it. Well, Because this thing right now is gasping for air. It's also not flailing about like fish would. No. This she's thing, just holding it like a baby. Yeah. This <laughs> thing would be real flopping fish? around. <laughs> There's probably real fish. She wouldn't have been able to hold it. No. Um, So she then refuses to hold it as Max wants to take a picture. I wonder if she's related to Zach Morris. Just saying. Maybe. You think Ariel is trash? A little bit. Anyway, so John goes to see his father, um, who tells him it's cold as a witch's titty out here. And he found Max's fishing pole. It's the only thing I've caught all day. Um, So... John takes the fishing pole and leaves. John goes to see Chuck and tell him about what he found, but find out that Chuck has died. The back door to the bait shop is locked, so then he has to go around the front and finds mm-hmm. out that Chuck is dead. That's right. So Max and Ariel go back to her place, and she securely puts him in the friend zone. We're going to be great <laughs> friends. And he's like, friends, huh? Well, friends is good. So, But I do appreciate her being very upfront with him. She can see that he's into her. And she's like, hey, we're going to be friends. And she's like, I'm not into you. <laughs> right. She's, she's very clear. She's not that into you. She's very clear. She's not into him in anything other than friends. She'd love to be his friend, but doesn't want to date him. Good for her. Way to go. Um, so then he invites her over for dinner, but she already has plans. Max goes over uh, to John's house to brag about getting Ariel. John tells him that Chuck has died. He died in his sleep, lucky bastard. John's angry at him. It says, maybe if you weren't out with that minx, you'd be about you'd know about it. Minx. You know, women get described as minx anymore. <laughs> well, you know, the only kind of ladies that get described as a minx are ones who are hot to try. <laughs> no, because in Love Actually, in Love Actually, Hugh Grant looks at the queen and says, you saucy minx. And you don't think the queen was hot to try? Not lately. Well, she's dead now. <laughs> she's if she was trotting around, she'd be a zombie. Mm-hmm. Hey, 
Anyways, it's something I read in books. We're going to move on. And it's usually about somebody who is very smart and, like, getting, like, talking around people and Mm -hmm. they don't really get it. (laughs) Figuring things out that people are trying to keep secrets. (laughs) I feel like women who are, can be described as sassy also sometimes are described as minxes. Well, we're going to bring that one back. Hot to trot and minx. All right, so um, they get into a little bit of a verbal altercation and decide to have a physical altercation, and John tells Max he's just not worth it. Eat my shorts. John goes back into his house and sees the Green Hornet and breaks it in anger. Max goes inside his house and is talking that proverbial fecal matter about John, but then sees Chuck's bait shop hat and is sad for his friend who has died. There's a knock on the door, and John thinks it's Max and opens the door... You know what, Goldman? And it's the tax man. Damn it. Mr. Gustafson, I think you need to come with me. Mm-hmm. Later in the day, John comes home, takes a cab. I hope the tax man paid for it. <laughs> and here's someone inside of his house. This understandably freaks him out because he first thinks it's the cat, looks down. There's the Sick. cat. Uh-oh. Where... Is there someone in my house? He grabs a Louisville slugger, opens the door, sees someone holding a knife, and then sees a stereo. like, oh, shit! Okay, that would freak anybody out. I would probably swing the bat still. Yeah. Yes. He goes, why don't people lock their doors? Well, because <laughs> it's, it's Wabashaw. Like, it's 1993 in, in Wabashaw. Wabashaw. <laughs> still crime, she, crime hadn't been invented yet. Still, that's not okay to go into someone's no, house she, and start cooking no. dinner. And she's, what took you so long? I, you're, you're uh, why are you in to my house? Me up, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so he tells her that um, she might be on the spectrum. <laughs> hey, I can't have anything spicy. It'll have me up all night. She looks at him and says, "Good." As she's making Sichuan. Making Sichuan. We learned that they're both teachers, and they have a toast to Chuck. Um, she leaves and thanks him for a lovely evening, and I bet she left a sink full of dishes. <laughs> oh yeah she did I bet he doesn't mind washing them because he's going to be up all night <laughs> yeah and give him something to do when that Szechuan keeps him up because mm-hmm. you know what I don't want heartburn nope ever so the next day John is asking his father for advice mm-hmm. his father tells him the first 90 years they go pretty fast I know yeah they do well how the hell would you know it's just a kid well you said it dad that's what I mean you start counting the minutes instead of the days it's about the experiences son one day you wake up and you realize you're not 82 anymore. 81. He says 81. <laughs> Mount her, son. And if you don't, send her my way, huh? <laughs> Love Burgess Meredith in this movie. <laughs> I'm going to be Burgess Meredith. Um, Excellent. I look I'm, forward to that. I'm not going to hang out with you. <laughs> and I'm be asking, like... We'll be sitting around the table playing cards and Cross will come home and he'll be like, Did you mount her? <laughs> <laughs> Smoking packs of camels. I was like, his dad's gross. Because <laughs> he's 90 goddamn years old. The cigarettes aren't going to kill him. There's That's cool. why old men are gross to young girls. Because they feel like they can. Because they're old Because they don't give a Tony shit. Tony did say something at some point. Like, I can't wait till I'm that age where I just don't care anymore. Yeah, so you can be as gross as you want. And yeah. then you can be like, what was I saying? I don't remember. <laughs> you do that now. People get offended like, how did you get in my living room? <laughs> Oh, okay, so. Uh, you bound her. 
Oh yeah, you mount her. So we find that cut to John who's snowmobiling with Ariel. I wrote snow modeling, but mm-hmm. whatever, you know. <laughs> he's snow modeling with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go and he's like, this is Wabashaw. They're looking over at Wabashaw. They, they make snow angels and they have what's called a shared moment. <laughs> I um, love snow angels. We can make grass angels. <laughs> uh, in the dog boo? In the front yard. No, thanks. I don't want to make poo angels. By the elf house. Poo angels. Max watches TV. John and Ariel are playing chess. John tells her that um, he will have to, he will have her mated in three moves. And she says, don't you think we should get to know each other first? <laughs> Ariel asks about the pictures that are around John's house and John describes them this is Melanie this is my granddaughter this is me this is my wife she tells him this one's my son this is my son he died in Vietnam and, she, oh. and this and she's like who are these two kids and it's him me and, and the, the moron, moron. <laughs> she says oh you've been friends that long well I was 10 I didn't know any better <laughs> another great line um, she asks what would have broken up to, would have gotten between two great friends, and he's like, guess. And she goes, a woman. And he goes, of course. Mm-hmm. It was a woman. So then he kisses her, and she tells him it's time for bed. And he thinks that she that he's blown it with her as she walks for the door, but then she locks the door. And she's he's it's like, for bed. it's the he's first like, time oh. that door ever locked. I'm surprised it wasn't creakier. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brand new lock. <laughs> yeah. And he says, what are you doing? He says, time for bed and he's like oh well i i, 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 I don't I'm have protection um, nowadays you have to have safe sex <laughs> and she says when's the last you made love and he's like october 1978 <laughs> i think we're okay <laughs> the last person she was with was her husband um the next morning max has flowers and he's bringing them over to Ariel's house but she's seen coming out of john's place this upsets max because he knows she did not wake up early to go over and have coffee. Although she might have. She could have. The way this It wouldn't is. have been unfeasible. She's <laughs> um, John dances to Love Man while he makes eggs. And this time he goes for the Tabasco. Puts a little sunshine on his eggs. Burn, baby, burn. Burn, baby, burn. He looks over and finds the Green Hornet. Feels guilty because he knows that Max is into her. At the shanty, Max is, is drinking. He's not fishing. He puts his beer in the ice. I think leaving them on the ice would have been fine, but just for the dramatic effect, yeah. he has it on a line. It's sad. Um, so um, John comes over, knocks on the door, and walks away. Max looks outside, calls him a, a, a dickhead or something, and then sees the Green Horn. John goes to his shanty, puts on a record, and suddenly feels like he's being pushed. And you look outside, and we see Max has lost his mind. Max <laughs> is in his truck, and he's driving... John's shanty to the thin ice. He's pushing the shanty with his truck into the thin ice. So then he jumps, hits the brakes, stops. A stunt double has to dive out of that shanty. Because it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) And we see that he sinks his house. Um, How expensive is a very nice ice shanty? I don't know, but you owe me, dude. He's not not building another one. The shanties are decorated. Like, they have wallpaper and pictures up. There's, like, this is obviously not temporary. This is my shanty that parks, that I park, you know, for the, lives in my backyard during the summer. And I take out every year to shanty town. They got a shanty guy. Yeah, there's a guy down there mixing for everybody. Well, Goldman is going to pay for a new one. (laughs) So, his dad's is a camper. 
John says, I fixed your fishing pole. He says, you think that lousy old fishing pole will replace her? Then they fight for a while. An he, old man fight. And he tells, he tells Max, yes, they did it. They did the horizontal mambo. Please was, bring this back. It was beautiful. The horizontal mambo? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so they fight for a while, and a crowd forms. And Max is about to stab John with a fish until John's dad breaks him up and says, Hey, you kids, you knock it off. Don't make me separate you two. And Damn the, kids, can't live with them, can't the shoot them. So, Goldman goes, Mr. Gustafson. Yes. <laughs> he still calls his dad Mr. Gustafson. <laughs> um, Max hacks, how are you supposed to support her when you can't support yourself? When the IRS takes your he, house away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he says, I don't have time to wait for another Amy too damn old. Yeah. So, Gustafson... Stole Max's girlfriend and married her, apparently. Mm-hmm. That or they both liked the same girl and Gustafson won and married her. And apparently she was no prize. Amy was a good girl. Amy was a yeah. good woman. So John is like, Hey, you are you are way better off having had Amy than if you had won May. Yeah. And so I don't understand why you're still mad about this. You had a wonderful wife, and I ended up with May, and it was terrible. <laughs> it kind of sounds like she cheated on him, and they got divorced. I'm not gonna lie. I don't, we don't know if we have that information. If they did, because later the tax man says his ex wife. They did get divorced. Eh, well, back at at, at home. Because he John says looks... that because May was not loyal. He said Amy was the damn sight more loyal than May. Sounds like May was hot to drop. So he's like, why do you still hate me for this? You ended up better off. <laughs> think it was all the way, May? No. Maybe. I don't know. I and think it's funny the they live next to each other. <laughs> That's what they call her. All around the way, May. It's going to be May. It's going to be May. Stop it. So back at home, John looks at a picture of them and says, all right, Max, this time you win. Ariel comes over for their date and brings him a painting. It's a snow angel. He tells her that he thinks they should. he wants to spend time alone. And they break up. She gets very upset and says, you only regret the risk you don't take. That's not true. She reacts. She kind of overreacts to this. Yeah, she does. Now, granted, he she... He must have been BDE Hundo P. I, I don't think he has the BDE Hundo P. Yo, Jack Lemon. But ADP. she did, like, this is the first man that she slept with since her husband died five years ago. So it's kind of a big deal. But really, she is invading his life. She doesn't give him any chance to really say yes or no I don't want to be with you and at one point he says I'm not afraid to be alone and it like I feel like some of these feelings are legitimate even though he's doing it for Max's sake but Mm -hmm. it's interesting like his reasoning isn't terrible so she runs out throws a painting on the ground and John lays down the king of the chessboard this didn't finish their game the next day or so Jacob runs into John and he has presents. It's Christmas Eve. John congratulates him on winning the election. He goes, well, that was a while ago, but thanks. He says, hey, you should come over tonight. Melanie's coming over. And Jacob says, sure, I'll come by. He says, her and Mike are getting a divorce. Mm -hmm. John walks away. Um, Max says, hey, your cat crapped my paper again. And as John is walking away, he says, who says you can't train a cat? Great line. No, Max and Ariel were on her snowmobile. snowmobile. And so she's right there. And Max puts his arm around her like, this is mine. Ha ha. My lady. Because John John doesn't really say anything to Ariel. They Mm -hmm. just kind of both look at each other sad. Later that night, Melanie comes over. And um, 
John comes out to greet Melanie and his granddaughter. And holy shit, it's the world's greatest golfer who eats pieces of shit for breakfast. <laughs> Shoot him a gammon. That's right. In the house, John gives Mike a bunch of shit. Yeah, he does. Which uh, a dad would do. Which this guy seems to deserve it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This really rattles Mike, who runs over and grabs a beer. And he's grabbed me one, too. <laughs> John tells Melanie that um, he has no pension. He's about to lose his house. And you know what? He can't take it. He's going down to um, get a beer. Going to Slippery's. Slippery's. It's a good name for a bar. Just then, Jacob walks up to the house, and he walks right by Jacob. Hey, Jacob, how the hell are you? Jacob comes in with some broccoli. Um, and Melanie's like, what is that? Well, Pop didn't have any mistletoe, so hey. <laughs> and they kiss under the broccoli, and then... Just then, Mike walks in. And, and he goes, Mike, you're next, off. big guy! Mike calls him Stinky. Mm-hmm. Which is not okay. And then Mike makes some short jokes, and Jacob's like, all right, F this, I'm, I'm a Dinkleman. <laughs> Um, so then Jacob goes to his father and says, you need to make the peace. And Max is like, well, he started. He says, I don't care who started it. You're going to finish it. So now he's the parent and sends his father down to Slippery's to make peace. Um, down. So Max goes to Slippery's and has a beer. They talk about Mike and Melanie. Max, um, wanted, wanted to thank John and decides not to. John wants to know if Max loves her. And Max still thinks this is about a fishing pole. <laughs> he's or... like, this is not about a fishing pole. John tells him that he's butt blind. And John tells him it's about Ariel. John tells Max he felt sorry for him, so he let him have her. And he says, no, he said, you made me feel sorry for you. Not, I felt sorry for you. You made me feel sorry for you. Disgusting. That's a little difference. Wait, where'd you Discuss. go? I don't want to. Nope, I have nothing to say. <laughs> I, the thing I liked about this scene is how Max is one of those people that just can't ever get a sentence out. And mm-hmm. John's like, are we going to finish this conversation? Or are you just going to stand there all night like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Well, he doesn't want to admit that he was wrong. He doesn't want to admit that John let him win or but gave her clear. up. It is clear. <laughs> I don't know. I like... It's also clear that... Well, I feel like Walter Matthau is, or Max, is much sadder and not doing as well as Jack Lemmon's character. Well, he doesn't really have anybody in his life. Yeah, yeah. Where he other, he's still got his daughter, daughter his granddaughter. But he's, yeah. he's got his son, but his son does, clearly doesn't hang out there and he doesn't have any grandkids or anything like that. She chose me and everybody else says otherwise is a damn liar. Did you already mention that? No. No. Okay. All right. And so, she didn't. She didn't. <laughs> she didn't choose him. Yeah, she got stuck. She's like they, they're, they're not even out more. I but they're not a couple. They're clearly not. No, I get the dating. impression like he's. She's not going to um. No. Invite him in if you know what I mean. No, no she's not. They're hanging out and having dinner because she's lonely and she, yeah, she, wa- she and she, she likes his companionship. But mm-hmm. they're clearly not dating. They're just friends. But he, yeah. she put him in the friend zone. And that's where he's staying. Yeah. Yeah. Which is you know, which is fine. All right, so as John walks out and he's cursing Max, just then his left arm starts to hurt. And he's like, uh-oh. It's not good. And he goes, uh, he gets what he asked for. So early in the movie, he said, give me a good old-fashioned cardiac. And the good Lord obliges him. And he falls into a snowdrift. 
Uh, Max finishes his beer and finds John on on the ground. John, John, are you dead? He says, yeah, ma. <laughs> no, he says, he says he doesn't want to die looking at your ugly face. And he says, just stay here. I'll be right back. Just stay here. And Max goes to the house that he fell down in front of, and there's a party going on. So he's banging on the windows. Hey, we need an emergency. We cut to the hospital where Max is trying to find John. And he asks the nurse, hey, you know where John Gustafson is? Are you a friend or a family? Max tears up and says, we're friends. Which I don't, what's the difference? It, it, I don't know. Like, the nurse they, was clearly going like, to take him to him either way. Yeah, I was like, what does if it he, matter? If he said friend, was she going to say, well, you can't see him until tomorrow at 6? No. A lot of times they will only let family in. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought they were getting at. So he was going to say, we're family. And I was like, oh. But no, he says, I'm a friend. She's like, oh, well, then Even right this still, way. <laughs> he's almost crying and he says, friend. Which is weird because if I have a heart attack, I'm much rather going to want Tony there than like my stepbrother. Well, they're not keeping me out, so... I thought he was going to say that his family, <laughs> which would be me. We'll, we'll get to you eventually, right? You're already going to be there. Or out... Hot to trot. And he could have said... Oh, my God! Did you just say it was hot to trot? He could have said, I'm his friend, and I'm the one who found him and called you guys. Yeah. <laughs> If they're not checking ID, always say your family. Yeah. Just saying. Even, even if they do even check if they ID. check ID, how do they know? My well, sisters and I all have different last yeah. names, but we are exactly. still sisters. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Carly and I need to see Carly. Are you family? Yes, my sister. Your names are different. Sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. She's been married twice. She's got a couple of names. <laughs> We're both not eight. We're not eight so. Here's a weird one. You could be like eight and have different names. Yeah, well, that's, that's true. Who. All right, anyway, so where are we now? Um, At the hospital. At the hospital! Max goes to the room and wishes John a Merry Christmas, you putz. And then he goes and... Max goes to Ariel's house, but she's very upset with him. You better have a good reason for standing me up. He's Mm -hmm. very sad. says, can I come in? And then it cuts to Ariel, who wakes up John and tells him that she lost her husband on Easter, so she can't lose him at Christmas, so she won't have any holidays to look forward to. Except for maybe Thanksgiving. She really isn't crazy about turkey. She's wrong. Now I hate her. Oh, that's funny. Because Tony goes, you think we could convince your dad to make three hams next year instead of three bits of turkey and only one turkey? It's a lot of turkey. <laughs> My dad bought over 30 pounds a lot of turkey. Of turkey. That for nine people. How many people were there? That's and a lot then there of was that's one ham, and Tony's like, the ham was the best part. <laughs> <laughs> that's way too much turkey. He buys a whole turkey and roasts it, and then he buys a turkey breast that he smokes and a turkey breast that he rotisseries. That's a lot of turkey. turkey. Yeah. How many pies were there? Why does he do so many? Two pumpkin, an apple. For nine people? Why are you guys doing so much food? A lemon cake that my dad got from work for free. All right, so next year, we're not cooking at and all. And Sean brought brownies. <laughs> Just coming over. You guys got me a... Why, why, do you, why does he make so much food? My dad cooked for the Navy. He doesn't know how to not cook for 30 <laughs> people. I mean, okay, 12 and a half pound turkey for four people, and it still seemed like way too much turkey. It was a lot of turkey. It's it's, it's way too much. But it was much. delicious. Tony goes, Mom what made are you going to do with all this leftover like turkey? Like yeah. <laughs> You feed it to the cats if you can't eat it all. So, anyway... <laughs> Um, she tells him to get up and go with her. And What's like, the <clears> stuffing? <throat> Tony was not thrilled with no, it this year. No. We may have to make him... I don't know how to make stuffing, but we may have to make some stuffing at home. Okay. Elaine he makes missed the best out. Stuff. <laughs> she made the best stuffing I've had. Oh. 
He was like, and her the mashed potatoes were delicious. We, we the stuff mac and cheese, the really good. I don't know if you could have it. Turkey was all right. Know. Ham was amazing. <laughs> He's like, but what was up with the stuffing? I'll stomach make pizza. They're like, stuffing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he did. I don't know what my dad did because I don't eat the stuffing ever. So, so anyway, everyone realizes that the man just had a heart attack and lets him stay there. Okay. Sorry. We interrupt stuffing talk. I mean, it's been a while since we had stuffing dog. <laughs> well, Tony's drooling now. So. <laughs> so back at John's house, tax man is going through all of John's stuff, and, and, and Max is there fighting for him. He tells Max that John is straight as a grizzly dick. He would never cheat on his taxes. And we learn that John never told the federal government about his wife's employment. She was working and collecting full <clears> benefits <throat> that he shouldn't have been collecting, which came out to $13,000. Max is like, we got that. No big deal. We can raise that. That's nothing. He goes, well, with fees and penalties, it's more like $57,000. He's like, whoops. How do you sleep at night, your like, host piece of shit? It's impossible to come He's like, well, we'll never get that. He's <clears throat> like, that's he goes, what we're well, selling we the house. We're we house. house. Which, yeah. I mean, they're going to seize all his assets and they're going to sell his assets off until they meet the debt and then they'll give him back what he has left, I guess. Which, honestly, At the charge, in 1993, in a small town in Minnesota, I don't know that they would have gotten that much for his house. <laughs> well, you imagine it. The house is definitely paid for. Yeah. So, I don't know. The house probably but, like, you somewhere t- around But, like, you there. hear about people who bought a house in the 80s and it was $15,000. <laughs> Or $25,000. Are they going to get $57,000 for this house? I don't know. Well, it depends on auction. <laughs> what are the housing prices in Minnesota right now? I don't Nothing like they are here, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know. It depends where you are. <laughs> Outside of Milwaukee? Or is that even in Minnesota? I don't know. What's a big town in Minnesota? <laughs> Minneapolis. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. So the next day, um, no, no, we've already said, talked about that. So that close to the ice fishing boom, you know? <laughs> that's, that's that money right there. <laughs> So, yeah, the next day the tax man uh, can't get into the house because someone has barricaded the door. And Just Max fun. tells him, uh, do the world a favor. Put your bottom over your head and swallow. No, no. Pull your bottom lip over your head and what swallow. Did I say? You just said your bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Which made it sound like he was pulling his butt over his head. Put your ass over your head and swallow. Pull your bottom What are you doing to yourself? My arm is itchy. I'm putting lotion on my arm. Okay. <laughs> I'm itchy. I have dry ass lizard. Skin. Very itchy. Okay. Last night I woke up in the night because my leg itched. <laughs> my skin is so itchy right so now. So the movers are like, okay, we can't get in to see you. And they just and leave. Peace. The tax man grabs a hammer and is trying to get the barricade. He's like, off. I will get in this house. This man is very determined. And it seems like this your job was to go through the paperwork and this is somebody else's job. They don't <laughs> want to hire, they don't yeah, want to hire the another movers actor. are going to break down a barrier. Nope. No, they're not. That's, it's nobody's this job. This man is very determined and it's like, why? This man's got a vendetta. Because so I paid easy. for these movers and they're going to leave so I need to get in this house. So he's more unlikable. <laughs> um, so just then Jacob shows up with a 30-day season desist. And he's like, you can't touch this house. So the tax man's like, very well, and goes to leave. Just then, the snow trick works and t- buries the tax man. Well, and almost buries Jacob. Mm-hmm. The whole time, Max is like, Jacob, no, no, come back. Like well, Max is really going out of his way to make sure this tax man does not take anything from his friend. Mm-hmm. And it's very sweet. Well, you're straight as a grizzly's dick. So cut to the next day. We're at a church. Everybody's wearing black. This Melanie's is not the next day. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's like a year later. So it's not. It's like it's a couple a months. Does it matter? Jacob and Melanie, uh, hey, sorry about your divorce. So, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, she asked <laughs> if he's ready for this. I even see a woman crying. 
Just then, John Cena comes out and says, Hey, you two, get in John here. John Cena comes out. Senior. You said John Cena. <laughs> well, you can't even <laughs> see it. Well, you just hear it. <laughs> but you're really thinking somebody died. Mm-hmm. And, they give the impression. Your first thought is... It's either him and that was in John that was in the hospital, or his dad who's in his nineties and yeah. still smoking. <laughs> Who doesn't die and drinking. Um, just then we see uh, Jacob X, Max. If he's nervous and he's like, "Why would I be nervous?" The groom should be nervous, and we see that it's not Max; it's John. John's not nervous, and he calls him a, a moron or a dickhead. And hey, fellas, we're in church. Um, we see that John is marrying Ariel, and for some reason, Grandpa walks her down the aisle. Maybe her parents are dead. Probably. Um, and we have the whole, yay, they got married, they're going out to the limo. <clears throat> and just then, uh, Pop's like, come here, you didn't give me a kiss. And gives her a very long kiss. Where she tries to push him away. Where John is like, hey, Dad. So then she goes in and gives Max a little smooch. Max says, hey, I got something for you. Here's your house. Uh, Jacob got them to waive all those fees and not take care of the 13 grand. But don't look at me like that. It's just a loan. It's got to be like two months. Because oh. there was the 30-day cease and desist. Let's not worry about that. Um, Jacob, yes, did that. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, so then Max says, I gave you eight to five. You can't get it up the entire honeymoon. And he goes, oh, you're on. Um, back at... Nah, a little bit better. They get in the limo. So they get in the limo and they're driving away like, what is that smell? And it's the dead fish and he sticks it out the window and ha, ha, ha. Max watches him drive away. Back at Max's house, Jacob wants to watch TV, Leno or Letterman. And Max says, none for me tonight. The Daughters of the American Revolution are having a dance over at the VFW. Uh, see if I can get lucky. Uh, and then starts singing as he, as he leaves. Mm-hmm. Jacob then goes to the window and decides to creep on Melanie, who's over at John's house for some reason. Probably because she moved out with Mike and now she's living at John's house. Probably. Because John is living with Melanie. Yes. Not Melanie, uh, Ariel. Mm-hmm. So they have the extra house. Um, so he's looking at her and she sees that he's looking at her in the window and like, hey, come on over. And he's like, woohoo. <laughs> um, as he gets over there, he's like, hey, what do you got there? Broccoli. Holy moly. And they, I believe they uh, play charades. No. Yeah. You think? And they all live happily ever after. Or, or do they? Until the next movie. Stand by for, um, I might do the next movie. Grumpy Old Men. Grumpy Old Men. Everybody's in it. I mean, they got married. This is one of those movies <laughs> where I don't know if they get divorced yes, between no. them or something. Her in, in the second one, her, it's... Uh, the only one who doesn't come back is Chuck. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he's dead. Mm-hmm. And the Snyder, the tax Burgess man. Meredith comes back? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, Burgess Meredith steals the show in the next one. Oh, like, good lord. I mean, and when did he die in real life? <laughs> <And> <laughs> Shortly after that. That's the All right, hey! In the next movie... Sophia Loren um, is in the next movie. In the next movie, is. Sophia Loren buys Chuck's bait Who shop and turns it into an Italian restaurant. Oh, Ristorante. Wow. Oh, you're going to love it. Don't worry And about the it. boys are upset because she turns Elaine, it into I'm a gonna restaurant. I'm going to pick the movie, so you don't have to tell Whatever, it. this is the premise of the movie. You used to give a synopsis in the beginning. I haven't spoiled anything. All I said is that she buys Chuck's bait shop, turns it into a restaurant. Hey, why don't you tell us what you think of this movie? And the boys are very upset because it's not a bait shop. What do you think of this movie? Fuck Look at yeah. that number. 46. What did I think? 17%. <laughs> yes, what did you think? Uh, my favorite character is Max Goldman. Um, I like his... I like him better than John. And, I mean, Burgess Meredith is awesome, but Max is my favorite character because I think he's a little bit sadder 
and a little bit funnier. Uh, my least favorite character is actually Melanie. I just, I don't like how that character was written. I wish they had given Daryl Hannah a little bit more to do. She felt more like a tertiary object to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite scene is the shanty fight <laughs> from when <laughs> from when he pushes the shanty into the ice with his car and then they get in the fist fight and it's broken up by Mr. Gustafson. I think that whole thing is hilarious. My favorite tertiary object is the Ir- is the statue of Irving. <laughs> that just it's fantastic. And good God, I guess my favorite line. If you are gonna twist my arm, I like so when Jacob is telling um, Max to go down to Slippery's and make up with John, and he says it's Christmas. The least you could do is go down and make peace with the man. And Walter Matthau says, I'd rather kiss a dead moose's butt. And it makes me giggle. Okay. And uh, I give it a yay. I'll watch this again right now. I really love this movie, and I think John made this movie sound way more boring than it actually is. Somebody else go. <laughs> well, I know. Well, I mean, like, you're not, there's so much, like, the funny lines and there's a lot of well, physical, I thought that you would be jumping in and, but you were uncharacteristically quiet during this one. I'm class. sorry. I'm exhausted. <laughs> Usually I can't get to a line. Yesterday was Black Friday. Today's the day after Black Friday. I had to be at work at 6 a.m. this morning. I haven't slept in, like, four days. Uh-huh. Okay. So, my favorite character was Chuck. I also, I understand why she chose Gustafson. Of the two, I prefer him. <laughs> I wouldn't want to date either of them. I, I wouldn't either, but that's why my favorite character was Chuck. He's the one I would pick of the three. <laughs> He's a very nice man. But it just seemed like she had more in common with John. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Max went to her house and tried to fix, offered to fix her TV. <laughs> this is not who she is. Like, he doesn't get her the way that John gets her. Um, we don't see as much of as much of his life anyway. Yeah, that's true. Um, my least favorite character was Burgess Meredith. I just could not handle all of the sex jokes from this old, old man. It just was like, ew, he did it again. Everything out of his mouth is gross. Uh, my favorite scene she is... She won't like grumpier old men. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite scene is the same as Elaine's, because uh, it's the most exciting mo- mo- moment of the movie. Um, my favorite tertiary object is the TV fishbowl, which if you asked me, Carly, what do you remember about grumpy old men? I would have told you the fish in the backseat of the car and the TV fishbowl. I don't know. <laughs> that just stood out for me. I remember it 20 years later. And my favorite line is uh, when they said, you're trying to steal her away like you did May. And he said, oh, well, I'll remind you, Einstein, that May was no prize. And he says, she was to me. And he says, I was married to the woman for 20 years. She was no prize. And he says she was to me. And he's like, well, that's why you're a moron. <laughs> if you had May, you wouldn't have had Amy. And Amy was a good woman. And he says she was the best. And so he's like, that's why I call you a moron. <laughs> you're still mad about this when you ended up with a good wife. <laughs> and I will maybe it. I think it's fine. But I don't find it terribly funny. And I do. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Johnny? Uh, my favorite character is Chuck. Least favorite character is Ariel slash Mike. My favorite line is Gustafson is straight as a grizzly's dick. 
<laughs> my favorite scene is when he's uh, doing his post-sex dancing all over the house. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a love man. Yeah. Do, do, do. My favorite Trisha object is you see. I used to see these all the time. I don't see them as much anymore, but they're pretty. They're probably four foot tall Noel candles mm, that people used to yes. have in their in their yards. I always thought they were really cool. And they're in this movie. Um, I will maybe the movie. It was, I don't know. I don't get it, but it was okay. <laughs> It was all right. I didn't think it was, like, particularly funny. But it was cute. Did you watch The Odd Couple? Yeah. Okay. See, I thought maybe it was just because I don't have any Odd Couple experience. <clears throat> I just don't get it. <laughs> okay. Um... My favorite character is Grandpa Gustafson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew it of all was. The sex jokes. I knew it was. <laughs> My favorite character is Ariel. Mm-hmm. My favorite line I took every time that Burgess Meredith mentions that Chuck was going to Ariel's house. Chuck's bringing the log to the beaver. Taking the skin boat to Tuna Town? That one's Elaine's favorite. Taking the old one eye to the optometrist? That's the one in the movie. But I took all of those because uh, why not? We have no That's why here. I didn't say that. That old one eyed to the optometrist. I knew it was your favorite. I would have used any of the outtakes because any of the, all of them were great. Um, my favorite scene. I had the fight on the ice because it's yeah, funny. it's mm-hmm. it's good. And my favorite tertiary object. I wrote the town of Wabashaw, but I changed it as we were doing this. So as we have the um, I'm too sexy clip mm-hmm. and the boys are getting ready, Max pulls a, a box of chocolates out of his oh, closet yes. and blows. <laughs> dust off of it and brings it to her. I said, was that chocolate that you just had to dust off? So, uh, my favorite tertiary object is now the dusty chocolates. Dusty chocolates. Please and don't I'll, eat those, Ariel. Yeah, that, those are probably killer. She's not going to eat those dusty oh, chocolates. No. She can tell. She, she's looking at us like, they haven't made these since 1970. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, I've been saving them. Uh, and I will yay this movie. I've, I've always enjoyed this movie. I wish there was a third one. Mm-hmm. Which they can't do now because... Well, yeah. Everybody's, Everybody's dead. dead. Except for Daryl Hannah Tony and goes, Kevin Tony is there Pops. anybody in this movie that's still alive? <laughs> the little girl. Uh, yeah, she's my age. <laughs> Kevin Pollock's still alive. Oh, All right, Carly. All right, so please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. You can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Oh, you're not planning to have any heat. Tune in next week. No, I love this song. the podcast. For Tony's pick. Uh, my pick? Christmas pick is Red Snow. Yeah. Who's in that? Nobody. 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 <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I was going to do Anna in the Apocalypse, but it ended up being really bad. So this was my last minute save. Last minute save. Yeah. Interesting. Everybody's going to stop listening to this song because it's just super catchy. It's a really good one-hit wonder. They had another song about kissing. It was called Mm -hmm. Don't Talk, Just Kiss. Yeah. Uh, It was awesome. (laughs) Was it? Yes. The video looked just like this only. You know what? Did you ever think... Well, let's not talk about this song. But anyway. um, I really thought you guys would like it maybe a little bit more. Uh, Maybe we have the nostalgia glasses for it. I don't know. I still think those jokes are funny. I watched it. I was just like, this is a comedy? Like, I haven't laughed. You didn't think Virgin Mirth was funny? Not really. Really? He's just saying dumb shit. He's just like, he's not like, wait, 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 no. You're like 90 years old. You don't know shit about anything. I don't know. It just didn't make me laugh. I don't know. I still think it's funny. Did you, like, laugh? Yeah. Like you would laugh out loud? I still giggle. Yeah. Well, now I'm wondering if I should do the second one. If they didn't they really like this like one. They would like it. Oh. <laughs>
I might do it anyway. I might, I don't know. They have a fight with fishing poles. Oh, where they corn fight in front yard. Oh. Burgess Meredith does. You know the thing where Chuck's taking all one eye to the optometrist? Yeah, yeah. He does another scene kind of like that. Mm -hmm. But now he's hitting on a woman. With mm. his BP balloon. No? Carly's not going to like that scene. All right. Well, we'll see.